Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went, to, went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private away from the crowd and put his fingers into his ears and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to them, Epatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened and his tongue was released. And he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. May the Lord bless the reading of this living word. And may the words of my lips and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We live in an age of bad news. Hurricane winds that flatten homes and pull power grids offline. Tropical storm rains that flood in a flash. Bloodshed and repression in Afghanistan. Schools locked down with fights and shut down with COVID. Teenagers that die in car crashes. A virus that tends to grow and mutate, getting stronger and stronger every time. And that's not even to mention the tragic things that happen to us that never make the headlines. We are overwhelmed, so much so that many of us have stopped watching the news altogether. Others of us consume way too much, and no matter what source you get it from, I would bet that there is more bad than good. Because that's what the media industry thrives on. We obsess over what's wrong with us and what's wrong with our neighbor and what's wrong with the world. And this only leads to more anger and conflict, more loss and sadness, and less and less hope. But in a world created by God, in a world loved by Jesus and being resurrected in it with Him, in a world sustained by the Holy Spirit, there is actually good news all around us. There is more good news than bad. Can you believe that? What if I told you that the only obstacle to our hearing good news and our speaking good news was our own closed ears and our own tangled tongues? In today's story, Jesus meets a man who is deaf and has a speech impediment. But as soon as Jesus touches the man's ear and the man's tongue, It says, be opened, his ears are opened, and his tongue is loosed. He and his buddies start telling everybody about Jesus. And the more Jesus tells them to stop, the more they do it. Not even Jesus can shut them up. The news that Jesus could even open the ears of the deaf and the mouth of the mute 
that Jesus does all things well is great news. But it's not the whole story. Those who witnessed this and those who first read Mark's Gospel might have also heard echoes of Isaiah's hope. In Isaiah 35, the text that our call to worship comes from, the prophet is describing what he thinks it will be like, what God has told him it will be like when the people get back home to Israel after being exiled. But he seems to be pointing beyond that day. He says the ears of the death will be unstopped and the tongue of the speechless will sing for joy. Which could be an exact description of what happens with this man that Jesus meets. But Isaiah also talks about a day when the blind will see and the lame will leap like deer. A day when the enemies that hold God's people in bondage will be defeated. A day when not even lions or wild beasts will bother humankind. A day when pools of fresh water will spring up in the driest desert and crocuses will bloom in the most desolate wilderness. A day when all sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Isaiah is pointing past the day of his people's earthly homecoming to their day of arrival at their final destination. At our day of arrival, at our final destination. An earth becoming like heaven in which God comes down and makes God's home with us and makes all things right. Now what do Isaiah's words have to do with Mark's story? Well, Mark uses the same Greek word for deaf-mute that is in the Greek version of Isaiah that Mark would have been familiar with. And these are the only two places in the Bible that that word is used. It seems that Mark is giving us a subtle clue. That he is intentionally pointing us back to Isaiah to point us ahead to Jesus. To help us understand who Jesus will be more fully. He wants us to recognize that when we hear the story of Jesus, we find the hopes of the prophets beginning to be fulfilled. God did come down to open the ears of the deaf and to loosen the tongues of the mute and to make those who couldn't walk leap and to bring sight to the blind and cleanse the lepers and just as miraculously to heal people spiritually and mentally and to heal their relationships. We see this all over the Gospels. But the better news is that this small measure of healing found in Mark's story and the stories of Matthew and Luke and John is not the whole story. Because Jesus' healing work continues in our lives and past our lives until the whole earth is healed. Are your ears open to that good news? Has your tongue been loosened to speak it? One of the most practical things we can do to open ourselves to hearing good news and to begin to know how to speak good news is to practice gratitude. Just what Schuyler did in our centering prayers. My granddaddy's table blessing was this. For these and all thy gifts of love, we give thee thanks and praise. 
And that simple prayer that he said way too fast so he could just get to the fried chicken or whatever was in front of him has made me start to answer that question. And the answer is always ongoing because I'm always asking myself, well, what are those other things besides dinner that I should be thanking God for? Those other gifts of love. For all the bad news ringing in our ears, there is so much good news singing out to us. There are so many miraculous everyday things that we take for granted that God uses to sustain our lives. Start with the moment that you wake up. Think about the breath that is always rising and falling in your chest that you return to knowingly when you wake up that never leaves you through the day or the night that sustains every part of your body. That breath that if you intentionally slow it down and take it in and breathe it out, that can actually heal your heart and mind. The science backs that up. Think about your eyes that open so that you can see the sunrise. Your skin that feels the touch of that small child who has jumped in your bed. Or that person that comes and reaches out to your hand, their hand to you in your bed in your nursing facility. Think about your ears that hear the birds of the air and the sounds of the organ and the piano and our voices. Your mouth that tastes that first cup of coffee. That's a big thanks be to God for me. The food from the bounty of the earth that makes up your breakfast that comes from the work of many hands. Those legs that might ache with arthritis or still hurt from hip replacement, but were strong enough to get you out of bed and take you down that walk, down the sidewalk. Or the arms that helped roll your wheelchair out to see your friend. Think about the ancient words of Scripture that are as close and as easily accessible as that book on your bedside table. A miracle that would thrill an illiterate and bookless group of disciples from ages past. Think about the simple words of love from your spouse or your grandchild or your friend that have gotten you through good times and bad. Think about the people who hugged you back together when your heart and your whole life seemed to be shattered. We could keep going and going and going, couldn't we? In a world created and sustained by God, good news sings out to us around every corner if we're listening for it. When we start practicing giving thanks for the small things in our lives, we might start saying to ourselves, wow, look at that. Thanks be to God. Practicing gratitude for all the good that God has done for us and all the good that God is doing for us is healing. It gives us hope that there is good in the midst of all the bad and that God is good even though we only seem to hear bad news. And when we can speak or sing our gratitude and others can hear it, it can be healing for them too. And if we can learn to give thanks for what is obviously good, then we might be able to learn to listen for the good news in what only seems to be bad. 
We can learn to speak our faith in God's good even into what only seems bad. Paul says that we know that all, good, all things work for the good of those who love Him, who love God, who are called according to His purpose. All things. So often our ears can be stopped up from hearing this because all we can hear is our frustration or our pain or our sadness or our anger. And at some point we just get numb and we can't hear anything at all. You may not feel like anything anyone cares about you or that your need is just not that important or that your struggle is insurmountable. But the good news that I desperately hope gets through to you is that Jesus cares about you, about your need, about your struggle, about your wound, about your illness, about your trauma, about that cause that you really care about. Jesus hears that. Jesus knows what you need before you ask Him. His heart breaks with yours. His Spirit intercedes praying to the Father on your behalf when you have no words to pray. And I have been there many times. And whether you can hear it or not, Jesus is always whispering love into your life. His healing power is at work in your life practically through the gifts and graces of doctors and nurses and teachers and counselors and friends and parents and through medicines and treatments and therapy and spiritual practices. God's power is working in your life to heal you in tangible ways. But even if your circumstances never change, even if your problems never feel like they are going to be fixed, real healing can come as your ears are open more and more to what Jesus has been saying to you all along. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. If you don't feel God's presence, that withness with you, that's okay. This takes time and practice and we don't always feel it the same way and some of us don't feel anything at all. But I want you to try saying this to God. I am here. You are here. We are here together. Say it over and over and again and eventually I trust that you will know in your own way that it's true. And when you've heard that good news enough that God is with you, that God is with you, you might hear yourself saying to someone else, I am with you. And in your presence, they might feel the healing of Jesus too. In this world overwhelmed by bad news, it takes faith to hear and speak good news. In this world overwhelmed by bad news, it can feel impossible to have that kind of faith, even enough as small as a mustard seed. And that is exactly why the church exists. Because that faith is impossible for human beings, but it is possible with God's help. And that faith is difficult to have alone, but it is easier found when we can come together. If we go back to the story in the Gospel, we might notice that the deaf-mute man did not approach Jesus by himself on his own volition alone. His friends brought him to Jesus. And his friends begged Jesus to heal him. 
Because of their faith, the deaf-mute man had his ears opened and his tongue loosened. Because of their faith in Jesus, this man could have faith in Jesus. This man could now hear that it was possible for God's good to transform the bad circumstances of his life. And then he couldn't help but share the good news with everybody he met. May it be so for us. May we have the faith to show up believing that God's good is possible even when we doubt it. May we have the faith to beg Jesus to open our ears and to loose our tongues. May we have the faith to bring our friends along and the faith to beg Jesus to heal them too, believing that it can happen. May we be opened, our ears, our hearts, our minds, our whole lives, to hear the good news and to proclaim the good news together. Until that day that Isaiah foretold when all sorrow and sighing shall flee away from the earth and Christ will be all in all and Christ who did everything well will make all things well. Amen. In a moment we will sing our hymn, 332-04,000 Tongues to Sing. And as we do, if you have felt a little bit of good news creeping into your ears and you want to respond to that with your life by professing your faith in Jesus, we hope that you'll come forward and proclaim that with us so that we can celebrate with you. And if you would like to join this imperfect but good family of faith that is trying to bring each other to Jesus, that is trying to speak good news in spite of the bad news that's all around, we would love to have you as a part of this family of faith and welcome you publicly.